Welcome to the Business Titans podcast, where we talk everything to do with strategy on growing and scaling your business. I'm your host, Oscar Chavez here, and I'm very proud to introduce you all to Mark Sefton. Say hi, Mark. Hi. Awesome. So Mark Sefton is a personal mentor to entrepreneurs. His mission is to help others and help them grow into global markets while working with startups and millionaire entrepreneurs around the world. Mark is the author of two personal development books, Inside Job and The Plot Twist. And we're about to talk about his exciting next release, which you're going to hear all about. Uh, He's also the host of the TV show, One More Round. He's a regular contributor to established media platforms such as Entrepreneur Magazine and Brains Magazine, as you can see here in the back, which is how we got connected. Uh, He's a speaker for corporate events, entrepreneurship summits, major conferences. Mark's expertise in personal and professional development has positioned him as the expert in the industry, resulting in transformational experiences for audience, clients, and businesses alike. Drawing from personal experiences, Mark has taken the essence of what he's experienced to build a business that helps draw out the magnificent potential that each person beholds using his GPS system to highlight blind spots, efficiencies, and deficiencies. How are you going today, Mark? I was going to say, if you if you normally do a thirty minute podcast, we've just done it in my uh, in my bio. <laughs> I try to speak fast, but not too fast, so I end up, you know, usually breaking out into a rap or something. But uh, <laughs> look, thanks so much for joining us, and and I'm going to add a little bit more bio to that. Mark is is one of the most incredible people that I've come across in all of my journeys of life. He's just such a ball of energy, such a fun loving guy. Now, this guy has incredible wisdom to, to, to impart. So I'm going to ask you the first question now. Now that we've done the bios, let's get out of the yeah. way. Let's ask you the first question. You, my friend, have interviewed some of the most successful people on the entire planet. And we all know your network is your net worth. So what are the things that you see as trends with these high-performance interviews? And, and what kind of inside secrets can you give us on what's really happening in those circles and how we can use that to enhance our lives? You know, I think one thing that re- really has shone through when I've interviewed people that are at the top of their game has been their ability to not take things personally and actually know when they need to get out of their own way. I find that a lot of people, they get so consumed with their business, they make the business all about them and they don't make it about their, their customer or, or the client or the one that consumes their product. So for me, Oscar, I've always found from when I've interviewed those that are that are household names, whether it's, you know, the founder of Ugg Boots or, or Pictionary, or whether it's somebody like Marissa Peer or somebody like that, you know, for me, it's their ability to be able to, you know, step aside. They, in particular, you know, product-based entrepreneurs, they really know kind of their limits as to what they can give their business and are not afraid to then get, outside help or even pass that business on even even sell that business because they know that they've taken it to uh, a space or a place where they feel they've reached their limit and i i find that fascinating because most of us we see our business as our baby and so that idea of giving it away but i guess in some cases it's just like when you've had children you know you invest all your life in them all your energy you teach them everything that you know and then eventually you'll hand over, you know, your daughter's hand in marriage to her husband, you know, and, and uh, I think that's very, that's very symptomatic of what I've noticed 
It's, it's people's ability to not take things too personally, to know their own limit and know when to either step aside or bring in additional help. They're the ones that seem to uh, have the trend that you're talking about. Yeah, great. And it's, it sounds to me like what you're saying, there's a bit of a, there's a bit of a game that's being played to really understand where the limits are, uh, making sure that their business isn't, isn't fully about them. What, 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 what has it done for you personally? I mean, we all know that our, our, our network equals our net worth and our environment creates success. Now, you've been one of the guys on the entire planet that continually pushes himself, uh, no, not pushes himself, but gets it around the right people. I mean, you look at the people that you've interviewed for Brains uh, and also the highlights list in terms of uh, Jim Quick, uh, Marissa Peer, and Oprah Winfrey, uh, and the list, you know, uh, the list goes on and on, right? So you know people um, at the absolute top of the game. What has that done for you personally? And do you agree with your your your, your network creates your net network and your environment creates your success? But what what has that type of environment done for you personally, Mark? Yeah, I mean, I, I love people, Oscar. I'm fascinated by human behavior, and I'm fascinated by uh, people's you know desire and hunger for success. However however that looks and um you know when i'm when i'm really thinking back over all the people that i've that i've interviewed i i obviously have i have always framed it in a way that i want it i want to get the best out of them and you know some of the people uh, that i've interviewed have said mark that is the best interview i've ever had and i've been interviewed like thousands of times and that really for me is a feather in my cap because for me that's that's a, the biggest compliment that I can get as somebody who likes to interview people. But I, I'm really focused, Oscar, on, on people's motivation and on the core of their identity. And I'm, I'm really keen to know what do they do in their everyday that impacts, you know, the end, the end result or their end, their end product. So for me, you know, being around those people, I take it as a chance also to educate myself I will be honest, Oscar, and uh, at least I can say this is true with regards to when I did radio for six and a half years, and I literally interviewed thousands of entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and creatives. There was probably only six out of maybe a thousand uh, that taught me something I didn't know. <laughs> so, I mean, we, we, we consume a lot, don't we, through books, through Google. You know, I, I'm fairly self-educated in that sense, you know, and I do make friends with with those that are in places of influence. And I think it's because I treat them first as a human. I never go gaga goo goo over celebrities like they shit like the rest of us. If they cut, they still bleed, you know, so I don't have I don't have that mentality of like, oh, you know, it's it's this person or that person. They still wipe their ass, you know, and, and I think that that's that's something that. I think has enabled me to get closer to some people because I, I really do treat them as a human being. I, I mean, I remember one day I, I started painting the room of a, a very well-known footballer soccer. Uh, and I just started painting his living room with him uh, and he bought me a Chinese, you know, and we hung out and you know what, we became friends and we've stayed in touch, though probably not as much as I'd like, but, you know, still have a connection there. And, uh, you know, really, uh, just really interesting just to be able to get into their their psyche. But you have to you have to build that trust. And in terms of, you know, is my network my, my net worth? I mean, I, I love people. 
Uh, I know that I leave money on the table, um, but I'll never leave a human being at my table. That's something that I that I prioritize and pride myself in. I, I'm not all about the money. Uh, so I think, you know, for me, you know, my relationships is where I take the most pride, my connections, my ability to to articulate, build a rapport, to do life with people, whether at the top end or at the grassroots. You know, for me, my worth is more in those relationships. So definitely, I think it ha definitely has an essence to it that my my network is my net worth. But then I think it depends where you're looking. If you look at my bank account, there's a lot more people on this planet that have got way more money than me. But if you look in my heart, I think I'm as rich as anybody. I'm a millionaire. That, that's yeah, absolutely. That That's the important part, right? It's about what's what's going on in the heart. Um, what, what is it that, that really motivates you? I mean, you're, you're the king of clubhouse. I mean, you've got the connections, you've got, you know, the ability to just connect with anybody on the planet that is, is of high performance. What is it that, um, you know, that, that, that really motivates and inspires you about the everyday? How is it that you, you know, get up in the morning and, and keep doing what you do, Mark? Yeah, well, I, I always think that all of us need a northern star or we need a lighthouse. I call it a lighthouse. You know, my 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 mission, my heartbeat. I think, you know, I live intentionally. You know, I'm very focused on what it is that I want people to say of me when I when I leave this earth. I'm, I'm very mindful of not what I leave behind for my children, but what I leave in them. I'm very I'm very intentional in terms of I want to make sure that every interaction, whether it's somebody in the supermarket or it's you, I want to give something, whether it's energy, an idea, an aspiration, I want to give something positive that you feel better after our interaction than when you did before we said hello. You know, and for me, that's what makes me keep turning up. It also makes me turn up because of uh, a school, a school story that I had when, um, I was 13 years old. I, I came from a broken family, uh, which I, I found my childhood challenging. I was bullied a lot because I comfort ate, I think, just to deal with some of that heartache. So I got bullied a lot, both verbally and physically. Um, a teacher called Mr. Aldridge came to my school. He was about six foot six. Uh, and predominantly, our, our school was a football playing school, as in soccer. And that's my first love. I love, I love football and soccer. But uh, some of my bullies were on that team and I just really uh, didn't overly enjoy, you know, some of that, that sense of being in that environment. So when they brought basketball to the school, uh, and Mr. Aldridge came along, I started attending on a Friday because it was mostly my friends that were going to these um, practices. And actually it was through that the weight started to absolutely pour off me like just pour off because you know how intense basketball is you know and uh all of a sudden I got a bit of confidence and Mr Aldridge he said you know what he said I've watched you he said the weight that you've lost your dedication to these practices and how much your teammates really respect and listen to you said I want to make you the school basketball captain and I tell you that was the first time Oscar that anybody on, on planet earth had seen a leader in me that I hadn't even seen in myself I was a little boy bereft of confidence. Teachers used to compare me to my more academic sister. You know, at parents' evening, they'd say to my parents, we wish Mark was more like his sister. 
just like you know it's not that was never my sister's fault but that was the reality and the brutality of and I really didn't overly enjoy that Uh, but that was that was really kind of the trigger and so I want to be Mr Aldridge to others as he was to me Oh, that's awesome. I love that story. And and you have an exciting book coming out very soon in the next few months, uh, Mark of a Man. Does that, w- w- what is that to you? What What is the Mark of a Man, Mark? And uh, w- what is it that, that you really want to leave people with, with this book? Yeah, I mean, I'm marketing it for men, but I know that there's so many women that will want to read it and loads of women that have said, you know, I'm going to buy this for my husband, my brother, my dad, my granddad, my uncle, you know, my friend, whatever. But the essence of Mark of a Man is to help men be better men. And while I look and talk a little bit through the lens of uh, the pain of going through a divorce from a man's perspective, because there's absolutely bugger all for men out there. You know, if you think of magazines, there's only really men's health. You know, and outside of that, we don't have anything. But women have, you know, they have magazine for this, community for that, Facebook group for this, clinic for that. Men, we don't. We're always the bad guy when it comes to divorce. It doesn't matter. The man is always uh, the one who's at fault. And it's not. He's not. You know, it always takes two to make something work, always takes two to make something fail. So that's a massive news flash. doesn't matter what's gone on, but two make it work, two make it fail, both responsible. You know, and so for me, uh, mark of a man is to help men understand their emotions. It's to help men really be able to express who they are. It's about the expectations of being a real man, because like I think that really needs some uh, increased identity. We don't know what a man really should look like these days, so I really wanted to make that picture clear. And I want to talk about the expectations and the responsibilities of being a man. What it's really like to hold space for somebody what it's really like to speak to a woman what it's really like to look at a woman what it's really like to bring up children you know so i'm really wanting to challenge men as well as to comfort men and well as to guide them let men know why they feel what they do what it represents and how do we transition from pain into a place of understanding and healing so it's it's very holistic it's very personal as all my books are i speak through real life stories so i i you i am the front and center of what i'm talking about here because i think that's important to have that connection have that vulnerability that builds that trust so that people can hear that which i'm saying yeah that's wonderful and how do men find that healing i mean a lot of a lot of men were i know this was the case for me in in order to find that self-actualization but but emotions are weakness and so therefore you know we have this uh you know outdated portrayal of of what a man is we we do need something in the 21st century that is uh that you know what is a man supposed to be what's our role in all this how do we play a a bigger part what is what 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 is that for you mark yeah i mean that's a great question you know I'm, I'm the sort of man who wears a heart on my sleeve you know and so you know for me I, I express out of the the reality of my own heart and my own truth so in terms of what a real man looks like for me he's a man who obviously who protects who nurtures who guides but owns and takes responsibility for his actions that there's a degree of class that his ability to listen to accept responsibility you know, to apologize when, when he's done wrong, to not be so ego driven, but to be willing to show his belly, to show his vulnerability, even when, you know, 
others may say, you know, you've got to be strong here. For me, if you feel it, express it. You know, if if it's really in you, then you know, let it out. And for me, that's that's really crucial. You know, I I realized that during the first six months of me going through my divorce, I cried every day for six months. Uh, and and that was necessary, you know, because I believe that there's more sickness now in the human body because of emotional sickness that manifests in the physical than anything else. You've got to let that emotion out. And for me, sharing emotion is strength. It isn't it isn't weakness. So for me, that I think that's really important, you know, that you have that in the essence of 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 your life and the way that you express. Yeah, I love that. And and how do you how do you balance that with? I remember getting some advice early on, on on in my career, which was like, Oscar, don't wear your heart on the sleeve. I can tell you wear your heart on your sleeve. That's a bad thing in business. <laughs> so how do you how do you how do you reckon? I mean, the world's changed obviously since since back then. But but how do you reconcile that? How do you how do you reconcile? I mean, all these egocentric type of leaders that we all come across that run companies that are, you know, more important than everybody else. Maybe they put people down. Maybe they're still a bit aggressive uh, in their leadership styles. How do we, you know, how do we deal with that as, as a man that does like to uh, wear their heart on their sleeve, but sometimes we come across situations where there might be aggressive conflict. How do we, how do we do that? How do we handle that situation? Yeah. I mean, that, that's uh, that is an, uh, an interesting one for me. I mean, there is people, like I said earlier, I know I leave money on the table, but I'll never leave a human life at the table. And there's people that do leave human people at the table willing to take that bit of money, you know, and, and, for, and for me, you're right. The world is changing and the world more than ever, you know, as you said, I'm on Clubhouse a lot. I listen to women in particular and you know what their biggest message is for men? Be vulnerable. You know, and when you think of business, it is people relating to people, uh, regardless of what it is, your ability to connect, to build a rapport, to build trust, to build an understanding. You know, for me, that is absolutely essential to uh, being able to, you know, go the next level. But I, I know even the way that I've built my business, it's a it's a slow burner. I've been in business for myself for about 11 years now. And you know, for me, it is something that's been short and steady. I haven't been cutthroat, you know, but for me, I want to be able to sleep at night, Oscar. It mm. blows my mind uh, the way that some people conduct their business. I'm thinking I, I, can't, I couldn't sleep. Honestly, I couldn't sleep uh, charging that amount or that amount. I just couldn't, you know. So for me, you got to be true to yourself. I always say you'll never break if you stay true to your values, you know, and so for me, there's going to be some people that are listening to this. If you're the sort of person that wears your heart on your sleeve, wear your heart on your sleeve. And if you don't, then you really need to learn as well how to show your belly without losing your authority. But for me, in a world where there's loads of sharks, you know, and, and there is that sense of, is this really legit? Because there's so much spam. And in some ways, I like the spam because it makes people like me look even better than what I am. You know, when we have bad examples, it really does make my life a lot easier. Because I'm just thinking, you know, this is easy to make friends because all you guys suck at making <laughs> friends, you know. And so for me, you know, in some ways, you know, I don't want everybody to take my advice. I want some people to still be clowns, to still be foolish, to still be money driven. And then there's people like me who love heart. And I tell you, 
it's a wonderful because they make they make me and you look so much better than we are. Yeah, life's so much more fulfilling when we really value uh, other people and we step into our authentic selves. I mean, I know this from from firsthand experience uh, going through the business of of evolution of entrepreneurship, etc. Um, mm. I love I love w- when you talk about your GPS system uh, mm. to highlight blind spots, efficiencies, and deficiencies. You talk about magnificent potential. What what is it that you know? Do all of us have magnificent potential? If so, how do we how do we begin to uh, harvest this magnificent potential, Mark? It's in, it's interesting because it's a bit like the law of attraction, right? Because I believe in the law of attraction, but I also know that if you just say you know out loud ten times, "I'm a millionaire," "I'm a millionaire," "I'm a millionaire." You're in cuckoo land to think, you know, next week you're going to be a millionaire. I mean, give give me a break. So it's like, you know, magnif- magnificent potential, right? It's one of those, you know, do we all have an opportunity to be fit in life? Yeah, I think we do. But you have to do the work. You have to put in uh, the time on the track or in the gym and you have to eat right and you have to be regimented. You have to be consistent, you know. And, and I kind of tie that back to the magnificent potential. Yes, everybody has the ability to be magnificent in their own way, but most people are too lazy or too scared to to do those things, to get themselves in the gym, you know, or, or get themselves on the track, whatever that looks like, to, to get the result. And, you know, we see it even on Instagram. You see pictures of all these biceps and muscles and six-packs, but nobody actually knows the pain and the everyday that they've had to go through to, to get to those. They just think, I'd like one of them or I'd like this, you know, and, and this is where the law of attraction drives me a bit nuts because it's like, it isn't true. I honestly don't believe you can get anything you want in life because if you could, we'd all have the stinking thing. So for me, I, I like to be a little more, a little bit more real. I believe that everything takes, you know, work you know, or smarts, but you've got to, the actions always got to underpin the desire, you know, and the attraction. Like I said, you can't just keep saying I'm a millionaire till you're blue in the face. And, and all that's happened is you've got a dry mouth as a result of it. And you're still a thousand there. You know what I'm saying? It's like, come on. A thousand there. I love it. I love it. Oh man. So, so what you're telling me is you, 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 you're kind of, you're bursting everyone's bubble because I'm sure the people that are listening to this go, idea of magnificent potential, that sounds amazing. I want that with no work at all. Like I just want to step into my magnificent potential, but you're making it sound like there's a lot of hard work associated. Yeah, because to be honest, Oscar, when you hurt most, you grow most and most people don't want to hurt. I mean, if you think of a muscle, it's broken down in order to build itself up. If you want to, if you want to be magnificent, you got to be broken a few times. You got to go through the mill a few times. You got to lose a few times. You got to get it wrong. You got to miss the mark. That's the only way you're really going to build that resilience, that that magnificent potential. But yeah, you're in cuckoo land if you think that you can go through life, achieve some kind of depth without without any kind of determination, hard work, resistance, obstacles, pain. You know, and if I think of a skyscraper, when I go to New York and I see all the skyscrapers, I'm constantly thinking they're so high up. I wonder how low they had to go in order for the foundation to be able to 
hold the the strength and the magnitude of that building and you know for me it's like people want the grandiose they want the mountaintop but are you willing to go through the foundations the the depth the the structure of the core of who you are which is which is deep which is which is sometimes painful which takes lots of excavation you know and and shifting and moving you know and that and that's the bit that i really want to press home today is yeah, I mean, when I get up, you know, I'm excited for life because I have the opportunity to be better than yesterday. I have the opportunity to impact another life, you know, but but I would say that my strength and my ability to reach people is because I have the contrast of knowing what it feels to be isolated, to be bullied, to be put aside, which is why now I'm so inclusive, so mindful, so community driven because you have the power of contrast and the people that really impress me are those that don't forget where they came from. And the ones that really don't impress me are the ones that get all egotistical, get all arsy and don't even remember actually their struggle. For me, that's the power is in the struggle. It's in your ability to, I say you can never lead somebody out of something you've not been in yourself. Yeah, absolutely. That's so important. So for the people that are watching this and think, you know what, um, I, I want to press into pain. I want to do the hard work. I want the pain of growth. How can people use your GPS system to really propel them into that ideal future of unfolding their magnificent potential? Well, first of all, I've never actually uh, opened my GPS to the masses. The only people that benefit from that is my clients. So if, if people really want to experience that, they have to work with me. It's Good. not something that I've put anywhere. It's something that I've developed and evolved, uh, listening and fine tuning based on, you know, just case studies of me working with clients, listening to what they've been saying historically, and then building a framework which helps me understand human behavior. But it's based on 10 fundamentals that I believe makes up a person's basic DNA. And when I take them through this journey, as, as you said, it reveals blind spots, efficiencies and deficiencies. It looks at actions. It looks at behaviors. And the reason I've done that is because this is what people will naturally coming to me with, Oscar. These are the pain points. These are the opportunities. These are the struggles. These are the breakthroughs. These are the things that matter. So I thought if I can create something that judges the health of these then people are really going to understand where they need to really hone in, where they really need to have that, that real heartfelt focus. Uh, maybe some things where they need to go a little deeper with maybe a, another profession, whether it's a psychologist, you know, because I'm a big believer in you go to one, you glean as much as you can from that coach or mentor, and then you go to the next. And it's like a diet. Nobody should eat just from one person. You know, you shouldn't just have Tony Robbins in your life. You shouldn't just have Brenny Brown. You know, you need you need the elements of each. It's like a diet so that you can really educate and get the nourishment, you know, and that comes through, you know, something like my GPS that says this is where you are. This is where you want to go. And then let's get let's get to work.
That's fantastic. I love that. And so for anyone that's watching this and they want to go to the next level, your environment does create your success. And there's no one that you want to get around more than, than Mark in the world. So if you want to go to the next level, then I highly suggest you reach out to Mark and talk about his GPS system and how you can unfold your own magnificent potential. Mark, how can people contact you if they say, you know what, I want to go to the next level. I'm willing to do the work. How would they contact you? Yeah, marksefton.com, nice and easy. I've got all my socials, all my links to different articles. People can, people can book a 30-minute uh, discovery call uh, on there as well um, because I love to just make sure that we are a good fit. You know, chemistry for me is so important. You know, I don't work with everybody. If somebody jumps on a call and I'm not feeling it, I'm not going to work with you. I don't care whether you want to pay me loads of money, tough tits, you know, for me, I want to make sure that I'm giving, you know, the very best of myself to the people that I really believe in. So, you know, for me, that's important. And also it's important that I'm right for you too, you know, because, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a nice acquired taste, you know, and uh, if you like who I am, you're going to love it. Absolutely love it. Yeah, I love that. And I think um, it, it, it's important to also note uh, for people watching, I love what you've just said then, because one of my philosophies is my, my job is not to take losers and turn them into winners. My job is to take winners and help them win even faster uh, or, or even more efficiently. And I think that's exactly the same philosophy that you have based on your explanation of who you can work with. So if you're a winner, please reach out to Mark. If you're, a, if you, if you're not a winner, then keep watching a lot of content, press into the hard work, uh, do the mindset stuff and, and listen to a lot of content that's available online from Mark and others as well. Mark, thank you very much for your time. Is there anything that I should have asked you that I didn't as we wrap up? No, I mean, I love, I love having organic conversations, you know, absolutely beautiful. Like you can throw anything at me and I'm ready to rock and roll. And uh, yeah, I hope it's been of contribution to you and your and your community. And yeah, I'm open to connect. You can find me on Clubhouse, Twitter, you know, Facebook, all those good places, Instagram, you know, awesome. Awesome. Wonderful. All right. Thanks, Mark. Give me one sec. I'll just stop this. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Uh, I'll see you next time. And I will bring you another business titan who will help you get to the next level in your life. Thank you very much for watching. Business Biden.